Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined by Tree Davy today who is here to do the periodic Herculean task we take on of attempting to give as much of the good news as possible that's happening in Cantalomba in 10 minutes. Welcome, Tree Davy. Hi, Dan. Herculean feels particularly correct <laughs> for the update we're going to attempt Doesn't to do. Doesn't it? It does. Okay. You and I were on the phone with Teresa this week for our weekly check-in, and we made a list of what we were <laughs> going to attempt to cover. So all we can do is do our best, I suppose, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Do you want to pick a place to start? Yeah. Um, maybe we can start with Bonna Benedet and giving an update on what's happening with her loan and her business. Great. You want to do that? Um, yeah, so I think on the last Good News update, we had mentioned that one of the mothers of one of the girls in the program, Benedette, um, Teresa had let us know that she was going through, had learned what a difficult time she was going through. And in conversation, um, it was decided that we would, um, that the cooperative and the community would give Bonna Benedette a loan to start her own small business. And what she would be doing is getting charcoal, mealy meal, and soap, and reselling it in the community. And so um, we got an update from Teresa, and it's about two months in since it started. She's doing well. Um, she's already started repaying the loan. She's made two repayments, which I think is so exciting. Incredible. And Teresa shared that. Very much so. And Teresa shared that things are definitely improving in the home. And in fact, Bonna Benedict shared that um, they're not able to eat two meals a day. And you know, Jen, when, when Teresa said that to us yesterday, it was such a reminder to me of, you know, the fact that two meals a day is considered an improvement and success, rather, right, of, of really how difficult the struggles are for so many, of, for that whole community, and, and how, how exciting it is that Bonna Benedict has taken this opportunity. And, uh, you know, we talked about the process last time, that it was a very measured, very kind of intentional process and is now seeing success. And one of my favorite parts of the story is that she had shared with Teresa um, that she eventually wants to build a, a shop. So right now she's selling from her house. Um, but, you know, she's just selling, you know, from, from like probably, you know, her front door and the outdoors. Um, but that she wants to build a shop so she can actually have like a tech shop at her house to, to make it, I think, a little bit more official and formal. So, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Fun for her, fun for the community, fun to have that success. Teresa's thrilled. And that money is going back into the cooperative bank. The money that she's paying back yeah. is going back into the cooperative fund that could be available for someone, for the next person to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, incredible. yeah, and it, yeah, very incredible. And again, it's I think um, what is so amazing and why this is such a Herculean task is the program and, and the community and everything that's happening in Cantalomba has developed so much that there's all of these different like tracks that are happening. And so this is really exactly. exciting because this is the newest one. This is something new for yeah. for the program, and we're starting yeah. to see like this is an experiment. Let's see what happens and see what works. And so, yeah, it's still just the beginning stages, but, but so pleased to hear how well it's already going. And that's such a good point. That, that is, that's, you said it. That's why it's so hard to fit it all in 10 minutes, because each of these is easily a 10-minute update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next one that I'm seeing is maybe to give folks an update on Mary and Mary, who are yeah. two 
Marys who graduated last year from grade 12. They both did really, really well, and they both got into nursing school. I think last time we spoke that had just happened. Um, and they were scheduled to report to nursing school on July 9th, and that got moved to the 12th because um, if folks have heard, Zambia, along with a number of other countries, is in a really big resurgence of COVID. They're calling it the third wave. And so there are a lot of precautions happening, which Teresa is really happy about. She was really actually um, pleased to see how seriously the college is taking it. So they didn't register everyone at once. They broke everyone into small groups. They registered over them a number of days. And so Teresa took them, I guess it was yesterday, um, yesterday morning, they all went over to the college. She started the registration process and she said there were, again, they were being so careful and so deliberate about it that they didn't get through all of the registrations. So Mary and Mary stayed. They checked into their kind of dormitory situation. Teresa went back and she came, went back again this morning to finish that registration process. So that's the first, I mean, so incredibly exciting that they're starting that the COVID precautions are in place. So everyone's really pleased about that, being as safe as they can possibly be. Um, and Teresa all did also tell us that there's a huge amount of vaccine that has just entered the country. They did have a first wave of vaccine, and actually Teresa got fully vaccinated, so we were thrilled about that. But many of our team only got their first vaccination before it ran out. A second um, batch of vaccination, really, really big um batch of it has come in. So they're all going to get their second vaccination. So that's great. Um, and so we asked Teresa, so Teresa, what was it like when you were taking them in? What, how were the girls feeling? And she said, oh my goodness, when we were driving in, they were so excited. They were just completely beside themselves. And she said, and then when we got there, it was interesting because, you know, they're in college now, right? So they're going to be with men, young men and women from all over the country. And many, many of their classmates will be people who grew up with a good deal more privilege than they did. And so one of the things Teresa said was that both of the girls were starting to express a bit of nervousness and a bit of feeling like, oh, gosh, there's all these fancy girls and, you know, what are, you know what's it going to be like for us? And that's where Teresa just shines. She's such an incredible role model and mentor. And she just described how she sat them down and said, look, you're here to study, you deserve this, you're good enough for this, you know how to do this, keep your attention where you want it to be, don't worry about what other people are doing, what other people are saying, and she said they were really, and of course they have their four peers there, they have Rachel, Esther, Miriam, and Sylvia, who are now upper class people in the college, and so they really will have that mentorship on the ground as well, so that was all really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and I think, Jen, that feels like it leads directly into the, the next update about um, some of our girls at Tuabo and a conversation about Dominican, uh, the Dominican school. Um, and so a little bit of the backstory, and maybe we can, I might say the first part, Jen, and have you jump in with the second sure. part. Um, so, so Teresa shared with us that the principal of Tuabo, his name is Mr. Peary, um, had um, all of the parents from grades 6, 7, and 8 come out to Tuabo to talk to them about hygiene in the COVID era, how important that is, 
but also how much important how important it is for the girls to continue to study, especially because of COVID. And in this meeting with all of these parents, he singled out um, four of our grade seven girls and talked about how they were at the top of their class. Um, and that there's no doubt that they could immediately, that they, they would be going to Dominican. And Dominican is like, I think, Jen, correct me if I'm wrong, but considered one of the, like, top most prestigious, like, schools. It's like a big deal. And, um, and, and one just quick thing about that before I, uh, before I, I turn it over to you to share where, where that thinking led to is um, as something that was really special um, that, uh, that apparently he said um, what he was talking about, because I think some of the other parents were curious about our girls and who are these girls and where did they come from. And, and, um, and he talked about that it doesn't matter what the background you come from. Like, look at these girls. They came from the slum in Cantalomba, you know, um, and they were taken to a private school and they're doing so well and that no matter where the child is from, if they come, and I, and I wrote this down exactly the way Teresa shared it, if there is that deal they will do better than kids who are coming from places who have everything. And those four girls are at the top of every, the, the top girls in all of grade seven. And so that was just really exciting. And Teresa shared with us that sitting there, because she didn't know Mr. Peary was going to do that, and hearing that, that, you know, that she shed a tear and just pride and joy for, for the girls and how hard they've worked. Yeah, yeah, it really is extraordinary. And so, yes, the, in grade seven is the first year of national exams. So all grade seven students have to pass a national exam in order to go on to grade eight. And so the students at that private school where some of our girls program girls have gone will be moving on to whatever's the next school. And you're right, Dominican is probably the top school in Indola for girls. It's an all-girls school. And so Mr. Fury feels really hopeful that that's, that'll be a possibility for them. And, you know, even if that particular thing doesn't pan out, maybe if they don't go to that exact school, it does underscore how it's completely working and how mm. these girls are really, uh, I mean, they're, they're dedicating themselves to their studies. They're, they're mothers and fathers. Even we've got some fathers who are on the PTA, yeah. you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really fun. And then the other yeah. thing you were alluding to is that um, we, one of our shining stars, Joyce, um, she's older. She's in um, Zora, which is another another good high school. And one of the things we started to look at was, gosh, you know, I mean, Joyce is really, she's just one of those unusual high school students where she's all about studying. Um, and she's really, yeah, she's bright and amazing. She's an extraordinary person. So anyway, we were looking at, gosh, does it make sense to see if she could finish out her um, high school career at Dominican? And so Teresa's taken it on, and she's looking into it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a possibility that Joyce might do her final year of high school at Dominican, which will just mm-hmm. set her up that much more for whatever's next for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it just it's it's. I I just have to say that you know what's dropping in for me right now when I think about three years ago, and um and Labuto Secondary was a school, and then we got more information, and then Zora was the school for the older grades, and now Dominican. That there's just you never know what's going to come up next, and how yeah. wonderful it is to have 
the way that this project unfolds to just see what's going to happen. Because I, I never would have predicted that we would be here and girls going to different schools, six girls in nursing school now. I mean, it's just, it's really it's wonderful. Really um, yeah, yeah. 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 And I know we do, um, we do have to turn the show over to Michael, but when you were saying that, Sri Devi, I just, you know, really appreciated what you were saying earlier about how many tracks there are and how working with Bana Benedette, um, I can't remember if we just, if we gave the background on that, but so Benedette is this woman's firstborn child. So most people are generally referred to by mother of or father of whoever is their firstborn child. <laughs> so her name is Bana Benedette. Um, and so, and the success that she's already having on that track. And it just, it so underscores, and, you know, we look at Susan who finished tailoring school, Peter who's gone to carpentry school, you know, our girls who are in catering school, who are in tailoring school. And to realize that success can take so many different forms and it feels like yeah. we as a project, as that community, that people are really seeing that modeled. And so I feel like there's so much possibility, no matter what track someone wants to go down, what track is open to someone, that, that success is possible. And that's just really exciting. Mm, yeah, it's, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. And Trinity, as always, deep, deep gratitude for all that you do to assist to keep this project going and it really, truly takes a team, doesn't it? I think that when technology <laughs> yeah. rounded the corner of us easily being able to get on the phone with Teresa, boy, that was a game changer. That has really yeah. moved things along. So those, that chance for the three of us to really be with the project in that way every single week is extraordinary. Yeah, and deep gratitude to you, Jen, and all that you do, to everyone in the Sangha who supports this project. It really, it really is life-affirming and life-changing. You know, these, these girls' lives are being changed moment by moment. They really are. Yeah, yeah. and you're so right. Gratitude wants to give. The more we give, the more we get. It just goes all around and around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us today, Sri Devi. Today we did pretty well, almost. A little, a little almost over, everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Sri Devi. Thanks, Jen. And Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Sri Devi. And good afternoon and welcome to Open Air. And Jen, I wish you had gone on and on and on because I just love that <laughs> we conversation. Could we yes. could have, Michael. We really could have. <laughs> yes. I know. It's fun. It's fun to hear all the news, isn't it? Yeah, it's fabulous. And... Um, it is so inspiring and life-changing and life-affirming, as you were just talking about. And I'm going to need some more tissues here if you guys keep talking. <laughs> it's just, it's just great. It's, it's great. Yeah. So much upside really in every is. direction. Yeah. You know, I think I wrote about it in the newsletter last month, in the June newsletter. But um, there's this thing, we've described it before, but... This lovely, um, I don't know what you call it, ritual or something that people do when they are just overflowing with gratitude. You know, there just aren't any words for it. <laughs> yeah. Where it's essentially a, a full physical form of gasho where uh-huh. um, I'll never forget the first time it happened. It actually was with um, the very first 
it's exactly like Sri David was saying, how everything starts. Everything starts with just one little tiny idea. But there was a woman mm. in the cooperative whose house was, she, they had started to build the house. They hadn't finished. It was the rainy season. And mm. so what that meant was their entire investment was going to literally wash away as the rainy season started. They mm. didn't have the capital to put roofing sheets on. Mm. And so up came the idea of doing a roof loan. And I'll never forget, Beauty was her name, and she came into the room where we all were, and, you know, this had been decided and it was all going forward. And she did this thing where she, she came forward, she bowed, and mm. then she knelt down on her, on her knees, mm. and then she laid on her right side with her hands in gesho, and then she got back up on her knees, and then she laid on her left side with her hands in gesho, and then she got back up and bowed again. And I was completely taken aback. And I've since found out that that's, that's very, that's what they do. You know, that's a, a tradition with that deep gratitude. And so Martha, who is another member of the cooperative, is one of the Mary's moms. Mary Mwansa's mom is in the cooperative. And I, again, I wrote about it in the newsletter, but Teresa described the day they got their acceptance letters that she came, Martha came to Teresa and she just looked at her and basically said, this changes everything. I mean, it just still gives me goosebumps every time mm. I, I think about it. Because that mar- her daughter going to college, it's just in that one, quote, simple stroke, mm. everything is different. And she did that. You know, she did that uku kankula, I think is what <laughs> the word for it, mm. did that yeah. bowing thing with, with Teresa. Because there just aren't the words to express how huge it is, and how much has gone into it. And like Sri Devi said, just all those bridge walks, all those, quote, tiny donations, the big donations, that everyone pitching in, that's what suddenly brings us to a moment like this. It takes all of it. Mm. It does take all of us. And I was just thinking also about the courage you were describing um, of the two girls going to school for the first time and I coming into this, you know, I, I imagine the, the cultural shock is exactly. perhaps more, more difficult than the intellectual uh, understanding. Um, and to have those well, girls there ahead of them and uh, yeah. Teresa's rock solid support. Yeah. Um, you belong yeah. here. You earned it. This is for you. It's for all of us. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing, Michael, and it, it underscores how, in some ways, it will get easier and easier in the sense yes. that, so when um, it was Sylvia and Miriam who were first, yes. they were trailblazers, complete yes. trailblazers, right? Yes. But now, the more it happens, the more the girls in Cantalumba see, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, we always say it, Edna, who is that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's just that amazing little girl who's now in, in third grade. So she's not so mm. little anymore, but we haven't mm. seen her in a while, two years. Um, but I always think about Edna, and I think, you know, Edna is growing up thinking, well, that's just what girls do. They go to school and yes. they go to college. <laughs> you yes. know? She's not. For her, that's, quote, reality. Yes, exactly. Because all those young women have come before her. Yes. So amazing. Yeah. It is so amazing. So amazing. Maybe we should have a radio show, Michael. Huh? <laughs> we could go on and on. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. 
definitely. And I will reluctantly transition over to our <laughs> announcements, which are also amazing. Exactly. I was going to say, I'm sure there's lots of good there, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. A new at-home gentle yoga series beginning this Friday, July 16th, will allow us to gratefully care for the body, the precious vehicle of awakening. Proceeds from this four-week series will benefit the Living Compassion Africa Vulnerable Children Project. Registration for the series closes on Thursday. You know, Michael, I just have to say so briefly, I'm so glad that was one of the announcements because that's one of those things where I keep thinking about that. Oh, God, I haven't registered yet. It keeps dropping in, but it drops in at random times, right? The times when I can't do anything about yes. it. <laughs> so I was yes. just last night, again, when I was nowhere near my computer, I thought, oh, I hope that's on open air because that will help me remember to do yes. it. <laughs> so yes. Thank you for that. Yeah, sure. And perhaps that will serve as a reminder for other folks as well. Yep. And for those who want to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature, our powerful recording and listening training course starts August 12th. This engaging six-week course includes recording and listening exercises with time in class for processing your experience. And for That's these... Yes. And for these and all practice offerings, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to talk with Jen, you can press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Okay, Jen, I think we are ready. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? First caller, are you there? Hello, this is Jennifer from Woodby Island, Washington. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, sorry, double muted. Um, I was so excited to hear about the Africa things. I haven't been on open air since forever, and I was realized that I've been thirsting for some Africa news so that was beautiful perfect isn't it fun how life provides it is. <laughs> and i know you have, have been someone who has really tracked over the years and participated in bridge walks and all kinds of stuff so i know it is fun isn't it to hear what happens with all of that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah how do they do with all that yeah yeah and i love getting the stories because they really help me with my fundraising efforts when I can so tell true. some stories. Yeah. 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 It's so different. You know, it's, it's just like practice, isn't it? It's so different, the idea of something, than the actual experience of it. So yeah. to be able to describe to people, you know, not just, oh, well, see, they do some education stuff, and, and there are some, um, you know, women who are going to college. That's great. But that's right. really different than hearing the names of people and their life stories and the details of what's going on with them. And yeah, yeah. yeah. and the progress over time. You know, I yeah. have my same crew of people, a similar crew of people that I uh, ask for donations, and oh, nice. yeah, they can just hear. You know, over time, and then this year this happened. Oh, this year this is going on. It's great. 
Yeah, and and people will get to the point of saying, now how old is Edna now? What grade is she? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to call in uh, because of this sort of big insight I had the other day. I was uh, having, being irritated at my husband who has stage four cancer and we're working on his diet and he's never been a diet guy. And I was noticing that I, I found myself saying, why won't he choose life? Like, choose to live, as in go fix yourself some vegetables. Choose to right. live. What is wrong with him? Why won't he choose life? And then a little voice said, why don't you? Wow. As in, yeah. You know, how about some, some yeah. practice? Why don't we ignore yeah. conditioning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. That is a powerful moment, isn't it? Owning the projection. Yeah, it was startling. <laughs> yeah. So the, so there's kind of that conversation around that. Why won't he choose life? Why won't he? Why, uh, and then just suddenly realizing, whoo, wow, I could choose life right now in this moment. Yeah, and also, you, I can understand, you know, exactly. the trouble he has changing a giant yeah. habit that's been his whole life, and here I am trying yeah. to change his giant, you know, being sucked in by conditioning habit that I've had my whole life, so there's some compassion there. Exactly. Oh, yes, again, so much compassion when we can see that the thing that was being projected outward is exactly the thing that happens for for you, and then it brings such tremendous compassion because, okay, so he's got this one lifelong habit that he's trying to break, and then you've got yours. And so there's that tremendous compassion Mm -hmm. for both of you, it sounds like. Yeah, it was was astounding, and I have to credit practice practitioners, Sangha, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's not dissimilar from what we were just talking about with Africa, isn't it? Because that's one of those moments where you suddenly have that huge insight, and that insight is facilitated by everything that has come before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And it sounds like so you were able to do just that in that moment. Go ahead and choose life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. And it's great to see those projections and then to own them, isn't it, Jen? It it really is. I was just thinking that's really a commercial for owning projections. Yes. Because it really has those, I mean, so many benefits, as Jennifer was pointing out, you know, compassion being a huge one. Um, and also that it opens up that, that choice for us. Oh, I can, yes. I can make the choice I want to make. Mm, yes, yes, beautiful. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Emily from Seattle. Hi, Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. Um, so I, I kind of fell in a hole last week, and um, mm. I was able to get 
a bit, but um, I was wanted to look at some some of the things that I think got me into it, and there was a particular mm-hmm. piece of content that um, was really triggering for me, and that I've been having a lot of trouble over, um, and it has has to do with um, I think like about receiving and social interactions and and receiving things because there was a period I was a dinner guest for a, a few days and then and then it kind of continued and I was back here and um, back home and um, was just the neighbors were had garden things they were offering from their garden and so it, I noticed this um, just this real um, suffering that was happening like that I couldn't um, that's I think it's it had to do with one of the things was um, a voice saying you don't contribute and you know it's it's yeah. your turn now and what what are you going to do now? And uh-huh. and and really, yeah. yeah, like just got me into this um, place where, you know, I of course I couldn't like feel free and generous because I'm I was just right. in so much self hate about um, receiving these really like wonderful gifts yes. that people were right. happy to give and it so just cool, turned into it? yeah just turned into yeah well what do you have to offer <laughs> oh gosh i mean boy you just when you lay it out it's so clear how hateful that is so you're in a situation where you're receiving a lot you know dinner guests nights in a row beautiful things from people's gardens and instead of being able to just receive all these beautiful things that people are offering the conversation in the head is attempting to come in to create suffering around well yeah I mean but you're not a contribution what it's your turn what are you going to do what are you and and that point that you made is so huge Emily that of course with that conversation going on it's impossible to, to first of all to receive but to have any thoughts about eh, you know how might I want to thank people or that kind of thing because you're just in the middle of a barrage of self-hate yeah and it only adds to it because exactly not an ability to um, extend an invitation or you know to get something for somebody because that becomes suffering too and there's just a complete sort of shutdown and just a desire to have everybody go away (laughs) yeah exactly oh perfect and I project that's that's such a process that you're not supposed to be there for all aspects of it that it's going to wake you up somewhere around the I just wish everyone would go away I don't want any of this stuff I want right and then something or well you know you don't even like people because blah 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 (laughs) but when you see all the steps that happen there in the process and then you get to a place of gosh I just want everyone to go away there's sort of a well no wonder because look at the look at what you're dragged through yeah yeah it becomes 
just a lot of suffering. And yeah, I mean, and there might be some, I even think like on some level, I, well, I actually, I can't even tell like on some level, like, Oh, I kind of like just, I, I'm an introvert. I like quiet. I like, I like the lockdown. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it just it makes it hard to tell anything. Yeah. Oh, that's and that's another really important point, isn't it? That you do get to the point of, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I can't really yeah. come to any conclusions. Certainly not when I'm in the middle of this, you know, conversation with the, because it's so interesting, isn't it? How you know, enjoying the lockdown. That doesn't have to mean anything. I don't have to create a belief system about what that means about me or who I am. I'm just enjoying the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you mentioned at the beginning, you said you fell in a hole and that you were able to get out of it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if that was so related um, I, I've been I mean I've been really aware of of the um, of this whole going on and, and trying to stay yeah. Yeah. really with it and yeah. and record and listen a lot about it but it just seems like I don't get anywhere with it like this incredible discomfort and then it seems like I, I I work with it and then right now I feel like some relief because there's just kind of quiet around here now mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. yeah well so that piece about really seeing it seems huge doesn't it yeah, kind being in awareness. Of. <laughs> kind oh. of. <laughs> well, it's and not I not quite at that point yet. You're you're in awareness with it, and then it and then the next story starts, right? You mean about something else, or? Yeah. Well, it sounds like I mean you haven't given language to it, but it, I project it sounds like it's something along the so you see all these things. And then there's maybe something around, well, okay, well, then if I see it, then what, I should feel a certain way or change or be different or... Yeah, I, yeah, I just still feel like the pressure, like I want to get over this uh-huh. so I can, um, I can, I want to get over this so that I can hear life and just live generously and give back and uh, uh-huh. uh-huh so it so there's a really strong belief that you're not living generously and that you don't give back yeah well yes cuz i mm-hmm. see cuz i think i'm caught by ego so that often i'm okay. not living so generously well, and I think what you said, Emily, a minute ago is just so, it's such an important and tricky piece of the puzzle, which is that it's really virtually impossible for us to see things like this clearly. We can often see it in other people, 
right? You know, mm-hmm. friend will come to us and say, you know, I feel really ungenerous because blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we can usually see what's actually so, but rarely in ourselves because there's so there's such a cloudiness with the conversation. So even the way you framed it, kind of like, yeah, I really want to, I want to see this and then so that, right? So that I'll be able to live generously and see how I can give back and... Mm-hmm. So all still, it sounds like all still based on the premise that, well, I'm not, it's, I'm not really okay how I am now. I, I'm, not, I'm not generous. I mean, I could be if I could get out from under the self-hate, but I'm not now. So, so I need to be able to see what the conversation is. I need to be able to disidentify so that I can be the right generous person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So acceptance, is that the piece I'm missing, maybe? Exactly. Just being with what is, right? It's, it, it, I'll just tell you from my own practice, Emily, one of the hardest places, I often th- talk about it as taking courage. That for me, it takes courage to be with something that's as ingrained as you're describing and to be willing mm-hmm. to truly just be with it, be with myself, with the thoughts exactly as they come, the feelings, the, you know, the undulations of it, all of it, to completely be with all of it without an agenda to change it, which isn't the same mm-hmm. as there will be an agenda to change it. In my experience, the voice is always going to be angling for that, not, not because it really wants me to change, but because that's what will make me suffer, is to be constantly told that I'm not okay how I am, and I need to change, even if it's for good. No, you know, it's a good change. You know, you want to be generous. That's a good change, right? But in my experience, the courage to simply be with it exactly as it is, that feels like the place to practice with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I... I got sort of a little bit of a feeling for that and can mm-hmm. see that that's a, that could be a place to explore. What, yeah, what could be something that I could do to be with that, to start doing that? Well, and it sounds like you started that process in with doing recordings with us. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's such a, you know, beliefs and assumptions really play in in a situation like this, right? Because the voice comes in to say, okay, well, you need to practice more because if you practice, then you're going to be able to, you know, not be in self-hate, and then you'll be able to be generous, right? Mm-hmm. So, essentially, the message is you're not generous. And to be willing mm-hmm. to, um, how would I say it? Um, to not believe that. <laughs> it's, as, it's as maverick and, and revolutionary as that. Sort of a, hmm. almost like a, um, what's that phrase? 
to suspend uh, disbelief? Well, I, maybe so. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I am. Maybe I'm not generous. I don't know. Jury's still out, but I'm actually not interested in having that conversation. I'm just going to be with. So if someone gives me, you know, beautiful things from their garden, I'm going to record about what that's like to receive that. Hmm. Without without any of the guilt. (laughs) Exactly. And the guilt comes in and, and... Okay, you know, you can do the internal reflection thing. That could be one tool with it. You could do the two-handed recording. Mm-hmm. You know, t- tell me about what it's like to, to receive the produce. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, without any pressure to get, get something back. <laughs> Just exactly. that a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Because I project if you go to your own experience of, you know, whatever it is, that there's something that you just feel moved to offer. You're not offering it and sitting there, you know, tapping your fingers waiting for the what you're going to get back. <laughs> now, perhaps there's an ego process that, you know, we all do at times where there is that, you know, okay, I'm going to do this for you and you better do whatever for me. So I'm not talking about that. But if you go to a time yeah. where truly, you know, oh, I have these beautiful tomatoes in my garden and they're not, I can't eat them all. Some of They're going to go bad. Oh, I bet you Emily would enjoy some of those. Hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's that place of life is offering us these gifts and we, we can project that it doesn't want us to feel guilty because, as you say, then we don't get to receive the gift. Yeah. I mean, there's really a generosity in receiving, isn't there? Yeah, I, I can see that. I just, um, yeah, I can mm-hmm. imagine that. Mm-hmm. And patience okay, well, is always a good one. When we're going at these ones that are kind of really at the core for us, you know, just that, okay, well, yeah. here it's coming, it's cycling around again. I'm really familiar with this, and I'm going to practice with it and see what I see on this go-round. You know, that compassion that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay. So maybe like some acceptance and some time and space around the receiving to kind of talk talk okay. about that and process on the recorder and just kind of being with um, yeah and I'll listen back to this thank you so much mm, thank you Emily take good care thanks you too bye 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 Thanks for joining us, Emily, and so many gems of wisdom in that conversation, Jen, and that encouragement to be with, the courage to be with, as you described it, seems uh, critical. Yeah, the the courage to not believe, those, especially those 
messages that, you know, for each of us, the ones that are just so true, so, so true, it must be true, it has to be true, <laughs> and that the courage to, to not believe it. Yes, yes. To not go That's with amazing. it. Yes, it's amazing. And Jen, we're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Okay. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. What if you lived with your soul as your pilot? What skies would you fly? How wide would you open? What would you sing if you gave voice to your beautiful heart? This great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart. And one of those is by celebrating the people you love. Our one-of-a-kind customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days into an extraordinary life. Welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, this is Catherine from St. Louis. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hey. Um, So, I am looking, I am exploring... Uh, something, Uh, a big change. It would be a move to a senior living community. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like uh, there's just a lot of bamboozling going on. Uh, Yeah. And I, um, so uh, there, there's a lot of pro and con conversation going on in the mind. And, Mm -hmm. There's a um, there's a motion coming up that mm. is not clear like right now. I mm-hmm. yeah I I don't um, it, and like there's not a story with it. So I'm not uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure what it's about, and um, maybe I don't, and maybe I don't even need to know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, I guess it's just feeling like, um, yeah, I, I'm being pulled into suffering over needing to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe and, I know, think that's it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Catherine, I mean, you've already covered so much territory because it's so awareness, practice, and action. When you started off and you said, I'm in an exploration, and I just thought, that's it. That is the perfect word of what we're doing in awareness practice when we're really practicing. We're in an exploration. We don't know. And then... So, and then you said, there's a lot of bamboozle, bamboozle, bamboozling happening. 
And that is a high degree of awareness, especially with something that I would project is, is loaded, right? It's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big change. <clears throat> and yeah. so to have the awareness that there's almost certainly a bamboozle happening here, I'm sure I can't see it all, you know, all our recent workshop, what we can't see. And so you're in an exploration around all of it. There's emotion with it, and you're not really sure what the emotion is. You're not sure you even need to know what the emotion is. But there's just a lot there. And so you wanted to call in and continue the exploration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, while you were, were reflecting that, um, it was dropping in that uh, it's maybe early days and for, for this particular exploration. And that... Um, this may all be part of the process. This is just part, yeah, this is just part of it. It's not, it's not like there's something wrong because uh, it's, it's, a lo it's a real charged topic and um, <clears throat> there's a lot of emotion and so and you know, and conversation that is just kind of part of it. Gosh. Again, I mean, that's so huge, isn't it? If we could have that, bring that attitude of mind to everything, so this new thing comes along and you're, you know, there's going to be a decision probably at some point about it, and to have, to have that realization of, well, maybe these are just early days. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot around it, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. There's emotion about it. There's bamboozle happening. <laughs> there's, there's not yeah. knowing. You know, there's the pros and cons conversation happening okay good I mean this is this is what it is to live a human life and this is this particular thing is new and so yeah here we are in the early days of working with us yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and I think I think one of the one of the bamboozles um, is that it's it, it, that I have to I should already know or that it should be easy, um, and that I should know what's best for for myself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and I don't. I mean, I just don't. Yeah, truly, right, right, and probably never will. Because what does that even mean? <laughs> and how well, can yeah. that not be different in every single moment? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so, so the messages that you're told, you know, I should know what's best, I should already know, I should know, you know, what the right decision is, you know, and then there's all the implied messages. There is a right decision, which means there's a wrong decision, which means you could make the wrong decision, which means you probably will make the wrong decision, you know, <laughs> yeah. all those sorts of things, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm also seeing, um, so if I moved... If I if I decide not to, that doesn't mean I can't decide to do move in the future if it looks like that's what I want to do. And if I did move, that doesn't mean I can never leave. <laughs> you know, it's it, <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah exactly. And how often we forget that very simple thing, right? You that know? it doesn't so have to be. A yeah. Yeah. 
but it's not that forever. Right. It's not irre- it's not irreversible. It's it can be right. you know, something so okay. Yeah. 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 And and so, if if you bring that attitude of mind to it that you're describing right now, then it doesn't really matter right? in, in one sense because it's all an exploration. It's all an adventure. It's all awareness practice. And if you're always in that process that I project you're in right now, which is one of, you know, patience and, you know, compassion and, you know, understanding and all those things, then, okay, so you, and then you choose this. Okay, great. And then you get to see everything that happens around it and you get to practice compassion and patience and understanding and all that with that. And then you, oh, you know what? I think actually I want to make the other decision now. Okay, great. Make the other decision now. And you get to practice compassion and patience and acceptance with all of that. Yeah. 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 Hmm, okay. All right, well, that's very helpful. Yeah, it is, Catherine. And the other thing that disrupted was, you know, we were joking at the beginning about, you know, people are going to get to the point of like, oh, what's happening with Edna now? What grade is she in? And, you know, all uh-huh. of that. And it's true with us as Sangha, right? That that with the generosity of, um, what's the word I want to use? The generosity of, um, well, sharing is the only word that's coming up, of sharing our explorations and the details of what in particular each of us is practicing with in our lives adds such a richness to practice for all of us, mm-hmm. I project. That is absolutely true. That is really true. And that is, that is um, there's a lot of love and support in that. Exactly. In the sharing. I mean, and, exactly. Yeah. So now, you know, here you've come on the show today to give yourself the support. You've now given that support, I project, to all of Sangha. And this this exploration, this er, the early days of this that you've now embarked on, is now within that Sangha support. Wow. That's, Never alone. Oh, wow. That's just, that just made my heart light up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I think it's I'm why not we alone. always say, yeah. you're not alone. It's why we always say in situations like this, keep us posted. Yeah, okay. Because that, you know, because it really does. It, it brings all of us on that kind of journey, if you will. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. Take good uh-huh. care. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Catherine. And yes, that was a fabulous conversation. And Jen, I'm going to keep us moving along here in the interest of time. Okay, great. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Chris calling from Boston. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Michael. Hi, Jen. So I, um, this was one of those moments where I knew I would get unmuted because <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> I was really right there with that last conversation. Um, 
and I'm doing uh, what we were just talking about, which is reporting back from a previous call. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, in June, I called about um, on the morning show on um, seeing life as an awareness retreat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so here's an update about what I'm seeing with that. Great. So um, one thing that dropped in is that just how clear it is that I really want to be awake in each moment. So that's mm-hmm. my goal. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That's, real, that's your goal. You want to be awake in each moment, which makes it handy that all of life is an awareness retreat. Right. And then nothing is a problem <laughs> if we take that that's right. approach. Yeah, oh, I can really see why you were resonating with that last conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nothing is a problem. As Catherine said, to realize, oh, there's nothing wrong. This is just an expiration. It's all an awareness retreat. If, there's, if you have that attitude of mind, then nothing can go wrong. There's just things to practice with. Yes, and it's funny because as you know, I say that kind of thing in the recorder or, you know, if I'm somewhere where I can't quite record, but I can just kind of turn my attention. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ego can always come in if it wants, if I, you know, if I'm not fully there and it can, Mm -hmm. it always has arguments, you know, that you're just pretending that's not real. (laughs) Life really is too hard, you know, all of that. And it's, (laughs) and being able to hear others report back is just such a helpful reminder that, wait a minute, that feels more Uh, true than what Ego is saying. That feels more true than a disembodied voice in my head that's (laughs) accusing that of being, well, that's not real, that's imaginary. I'm the only real thing, this imaginary voice in my head. (laughs) And so having, listening to other people call in really underscores how unreal that conversation is. Right, exactly. It's like refining, um, you know, seeing what's actually true. Yeah. Yes. Seeing what's actually true. Yep. And something that I've been, one kind of concrete training that I took on is to, um, at the beginning and end of each day, I just start the recorder and I say something like, okay, what am I seeing on retreat now? Or um, what are the insights I'm I'm gaining? Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. So truly, like the physical form of being on retreat, reinforcing that for yourself. So starting your day and ending your day with just pressing record to see, okay, what am I seeing right now on retreat? Right, and with the, the the heavy duty kind of content of you know if if I'm not paying attention, it right now the content is you know there's too much going on, you know, like too many busy things at work and busy things at home, and it's like okay, I've heard that story forever though, so maybe it isn't actually true, and having that. <laughs> 
you know, having that training point in the morning and the evening helps me at least get clear. Yeah, that's so good. It really does, doesn't it? Because even though you have heard that story a million times, right, oh, it's too busy, there's too much going on at work, there's too much going on at home, even though you've heard that story a million times, it's a tired old story, if it's just inside your head, it's much harder to realize that it's that same old story, isn't it? So having the recorder to have it out loud where you can realize, oh, okay, got it. I've heard that story before. I, I don't have to believe it. Right. And that, I mean, that is so, it's so interesting because I can, it can be so believable before I take that training step. It, it can feel so believable that, no, this really is just oh, yeah. too much. It's a bad day, you know. Yep. And taking mm-hmm. the actual step makes all the difference. Well, and I would project, Chris, that taking the step, well, first of all, it's got to be coming from awareness, right? I mean, what what else would hit record in the middle of what feels so real, so true? No, it really is true that there's way too much going on, etc. And yet, there it is, right? Hit record. And that reinforces the moment before what felt so believable, just taking that step puts that wedge in there. No, that's the story. That's the same old story. I mean, and that really is what makes all of it an awareness retreat, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, the the big point that I feel like I'm really seeing right now is that on retreat we're together. And if I feel really stuck, one thing that has always helped me has been to just talk about how I'm grateful for open air and how others have contributed for nearly 20 years uh, at this point. And that is always a reminder that I'm on retreat with others. Oh, I love it. I love it. So that's your really, when you need the big guns, right? When, when you know it's big, big guns out, then you bring out your big guns, which is open air, right? The gratitude for the decades of people calling into the show, archives that are available, for your calling into the show, for all of that history we have together as a song as we were just talking about with Catherine, of people using their lives as awareness practice. Everything. Because, you know, that's so true, Chris. Think about that. I mean, there probably isn't anything that hasn't been looked at through the lens of awareness on mm-hmm. these archives, mm-hmm. open-air archives. That's so true. And and just all the ways that it spreads out everywhere because, you know, I had a, a, a friend of mine had, you know, trouble with something and I heard myself just say something that I've heard on open air. And she came yeah. back later and said, that helped me so much. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that, boy, that is so true. The ripple effect that that has. Right? Because how often, right, do we hear people, this is true with the recorder too, right? Do we spare the people in our lives <laughs> hearing the same old story or, or being the, you know, whatever it is? Because we have somewhere to take it. We have a right. place we can get that support that we know we need, right? We know it's a story. We know we're identified. We know it's not true. And yet it feels completely true. It feels completely real. And we know we need the help. It's, 
it's exactly what Catherine and, and um, Emily were talking about, you know, calling in, realizing, okay, I've got something going on here. You know, I've seen some things about it, and I want to turn to Sangha to take it further. And it just is so big that there's no way to even kind of escapes the imagination. It's so big. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's so big, it escapes the imagination. Exactly. Exactly. Well, just wanted to report back and share that gratitude. Oh, thank you for that. No, thank you so much, Chris, and gratitude for your adding that in. All right. Well, go happy. Go happy. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Another fabulous conversation, Jen, and I'm going to bring the next caller on here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Are you double-muted, perhaps? Thank you. I'm talking away, and I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> It's Anne calling from the Bay Area, and I'm very happy to be here. Hi, Anne. Hey, Anne. Hey, I am so glad happy you're here, too. All I have to say is that update was just absolutely fabulous, and I love your idea of having a whole radio show on the AFT project. That would just be, I mean, I can't even imagine something more amazing and delightful. Uh, the only thing I could imagine more amazing when you were saying that, Anne, was if the darn time zones weren't such oh. a pain, would be yeah. to have Teresa, right? I mean, cause, and that woman, every time you hear her voice on a recording or whatever, isn't it just extraordinary? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I was just so, I mean, I'm just sitting here just like, I mean, I was so thrilled. When Sir David, you were talking about these girls that are in college now. I mean, oh who knew? No. Like you said, who knew that would happen from just beginning just, uh, quote-unquote just, ha, ha, ha. I mean, you know, all the work and blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured into this. But, I mean, look at what is happening. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It, it really is, Anne. And, you know, as you were saying that, I just thought that is so what this practice offers. Because what you were saying, who knew? What kept coming up for me was Sherry Huber knew. Yeah. (laughs) Because that, I mean, that's the thing, is that to have that, to have a process, a practice, a place that can see what's possible and doesn't get in a hurry about it, doesn't push, doesn't anything, doesn't get urgent, but sees what's possible and support us to just keep taking those steps. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the integrity, I mean, the, 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 the foundation that has been built exactly. with such precision and integrity so that when those girls, I just thought, you know, chills went up my spine when you're saying, I totally related to the two girls that are going who are kind of freaked out about, oh, my God, you know, we're from a slum and they're, and what, and Therese is able to just sit there and just be so grounded and talk to them and, yeah. and that there's girls yeah. there before them. I mean, I can't even imagine what it was like for the first girl who went. I mean, wow, exactly. that would be an incredible yeah. person to interview, to talk to her about how she now, yeah. I mean, I, she's 
so much we could learn from these girls, you know, and to realize, yeah. for them to realize they have so much to teach us. I, I mean, I just want to hear yeah. about their experiences from, from them, you know? I, I do know, Anne. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly extraordinary. And, and truly, the, other, the, the parallels to practice are amazing. And I was yeah. just thinking, as you were saying all that, it would be a really amazing projection exercise to own all those projections, truly. Oh. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, because I've been invo- I've been involved with other groups that are educating girls in Africa, and what they miss is they don't have the practice, the the practice exactly. orientation. And I'm telling yeah. you, it's like night and day. And um, yeah. I'm just so, you know, I'm just so. I mean, like everyone, I'm just so grateful to be a part of this sangha, and to be a part of something that is making such a huge, huge difference. I mean, I can. I, I can just see the difference those girls are already making in their community by inspiring the, was it Edna, the, Edna, the third graders. Edna. But what they're going to yeah. do yeah. when they go on, I mean, you think of the last caller who said, I heard something on open air and I shared it with somebody and it made such a difference for them. Think of all yeah. the things those girls are going to do and all the people they're going to touch. Yeah. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, Jen. You know all this already, but I'm just I'm so <laughs> For that update. I love talking about it, I just, I just yeah. felt like I haven't heard about Africa for so long. I just, I didn't know how thirsty yeah. I was for it, and it was, just, it was like yeah. having a, you know, a, a drink of water from a well. I didn't know I was so desperately missing because I know you're steeped in it and you hear about it more than we do. And I was just so, so grateful to hear about it, and I want more. <laughs> I know, and you know, I, I'm gonna cheat a tiny bit, but I, it won't give it away. But the newsletter that is coming out this month, what the Africa article highlights, I, I just, again, this gives me goosebumps every time. So when these girls go off to nursing school, you know, like anything, there's a list, a huge list of what they have to bring with them, right? Okay, you mm-hmm. need three notebooks, you need uh, whatever those white coats are that medical people wear, <laughs> you know, the two of those, and you need stethoscope and you need a ha-ha and a blah-blah-blah-blah-blah, right? So what happens, this has happened now with all six of these young women who go off, so it's kind of become a tradition, is that the cooperative members step forward and so-and-so will buy the two notebooks and -and so-and-so will buy one of the medical jackets and -and so-and-so will buy... And it just... It's such a huge incredible symbol of the entire uh-huh. community gets behind them in order to make it possible for them to go and do that. Oh, that is just so beautiful. And, you know, when you were saying that, what I thought about is how I just loved when I was in college to receive care packages. And then yes. I realized how I loved it. So then I started sending them to people, and wouldn't it be fun to, I mean, I, you know, logistically it's probably impossible to do it from the U.S., but I just envisioned myself sending all these girls care packages while they're in college. It, it would be so fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could certainly do it, you know, metaphorically, spiritually, in all those ways. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But what a great yeah. image that... Everybody in the community there in Cantalomba is behind them. And then, of course, everybody in the larger Sangha community is behind them. I mean, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just 
stunned. Mm-hmm. It was just, I can't even tell you how. I mean, I was so, I was just eating up every single word. It was fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's, uh, thank you for, the, for putting that in because I do, it is a good reminder. You know, when we don't have an official bridge lock season, it really puts oh. a different spin on, you know, getting the news out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that yeah, but, nudge. <laughs> Jen, wouldn't it be fun to have a radio? I mean, I realize the time difference. Maybe you could record it. But to do a radio show, show where you, you talk to each of the girls and their experience, mm, yeah. what's going on for them. Yeah. I, or, I mean, I don't mean to throw out, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I don't take anything. But, um, but I just, I mean, my brain's just going, oh, my God, we can do What this. I hear you saying, Anne, is that you're ready for more. <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> I, think you, I yeah. think you got it. I would say that you got it. You got it, Jen. <laughs> anyway. Well, much, much appreciated. Thank you for the opportunity to extend the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Thank you so much. It's just such a joy and a pleasure to be part of this sangha. I, I, I felt, I'm so, so grateful. Right, go happy. Thank you, Ann. All right, go happy. Thanks for joining us, Ann. Wow. That's all I have to say, Jen, is wow. <laughs> I, I think it's a good word, Michael. I do. I think it's a good word. Yeah, yeah, that was a fabulous conversation, and I, I loved hearing about Africa, and it was great to talk with Sangha, and great to have you here with us. It's great. Oh, and great to have you here week after week, Michael. My pleasure. All right. All right. Thanks, Jen. Go happy. Go happy. Bye-bye. Bye.